Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Stud Still Smash the Milkman, Katie Quick, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Mast Keaton, Andrew Laguori, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Adam from The Good, The Bad, and The Backlog, Thunderdome Gaming Society, Mera, Jenny E, Rick Firestone, Keith Gasper, Dave Jackson, Eric Guess, Kayla Jackson, and Nomad from the Retro Wildlands Podcast. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. To the flight, a consumable curation of champions and catastrophes that is considerate of your chronometer. It's me, Chris, and I am here to be part of this flight today. I am excited, I think. And as always, I am with your noble dick dragon, Shane Kosky. Shane, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm noble. All right. Um, I the noble you know, dragon. Yeah, I mean that's not how I would have assessed myself, but um, I appreciate that. That's that. That is how you view me, Chris. Thank you. Yes, but I, I am, I am doing, I am doing swell, which now I realize is also a double entendre with the whole dick dragon swell. thing. But anyway, I'm fine. So yeah, how are you? <laughs> My door is being scratched by a dog. That's all. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm sure one of the noble gases, when you put it in one of those lights, like lights up at the like a purple hue or something like that. Hmm. We, can, we need to figure out which gas that is. Yes. Somebody tell us about science. Yes, I trust it. We're I don't even know why I said that. Okay, but today. <laughs> well, I didn't realize we were getting all political, but all right. Oh, God damn it. No. <laughs> um today is what are we talking? We're talking about the fucking best fan games, Shane. Yeah, we are. Help, help me out here. What are we doing? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know what? I'll let me. I'll assist you here, and I'll I'll go ahead and start the lists. How about that? That that ought to. Let's just let's just get into that. But okay, yeah. really quickly before we do, but, if you uh, want to okay. know how we come up, apparently Chris was time? looking for me to say something that I was not going to say. So, <laughs> I, so go I ahead. just fucked up. That's what the reality is. I ah. fucked up. Okay, that's great. what it really comes down to. Fantastic. Uh, bef- before we get into these f- best fan made games, I just have to point out here that these topics were selected by our patrons. Mm. And if you want to help suggest topics or vote on topics that will be here on the flight, if this is your first episode, then just head on over to rhp.show slash patron. No, Patreon? Fuck. Yes, Patreon. Patreon. rhp.show slash Patreon. And you too can suggest and vote on these things like i just said and if you're at the five dollar tier you get a 14 day free trial and you can listen to all of our exclusive content that we have there so do you want to have a suggestion like what are the 10 most bangable final fantasy characters you can you can suggest that and people can vote on that and maybe that will happen someday i don't know maybe because i said it's going to happen woe is me so with that being said Shane, how hmm. about you uh, You kick this one off and you let us know what's your number five 
favorite fan-made game is. Number five. All right. Well, I'm going to start things off first by saying that I feel as though my my definition of fan-made game is somewhat loose, probably. So just, just, you know what? Take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. All right. Like, don't don't at me. All right. It's just this is my take on it. But uh, so my number five is Oregon Trail, not not Oregon Trail, but Oregon mm. Trail. Uh, it, Get it is all up in those guts, huh? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it started off as a flash game, actually. And it is it's essentially if you took Oregon Trail, the one that a lot of folks that are in our age bracket are probably familiar with and probably played on a green and black Apple IIe screen at school at some point, um, because that was right around the time where teachers realized that they could get a quick break from all of us little shits by throwing us in the computer room and letting us play Oregon Trail under the auspices of it being educational, um, which I was fine with. Uh, so it's really a win-win, I guess is what I'm saying. But if you took that game and you threw in like, you know, uh, well, zombies and probably a lot more guns hmm. and less about a wagon and more about a really sweet, you know, wood panel station wagon uh, from like, you know, the, the 70s or so. Uh, that's what you get with Organ Trail. So the idea is that you and your family um, are not trying to get to the promised land of, of Oregon, but uh, you are in fact trying to get to a stronghold of human civilization to escape a zombie apocalypse, but it plays very much like Oregon Trail. So um, that's kind of where a lot of the inspiration came from. And it was so popular that the the dev continued working on it and completely you know, remade it and ported it over to multiple platforms including mobile devices and Steam, so you can pick it up for actually not a lot of money. It is very reasonably priced. And uh, if you if you liked Oregon Trail as a kid and you, you like zombie apocalypses or ap- apocalypse, I don't know. What's the, yeah, uh, apocalypses. Apocalypses. Apocalypto by Mel Gibson. I don't know. Anyway, whatever the plural of apocalypse is if you had more than one and they were all zombies that's what you get so that is my number five is zombie oregon trail there you go sweet so i'm kind of playing fast and loose here i think and i'm just going to be upfront and honest my number four number five picks i personally haven't played i've just Mm. had to live like am uh, vicariously i was going to say ambiguously like that doesn't make sense uh vicariously through through other people and their experiences because I haven't really played a lot of fan-made games. So my number five pick is Sonic Mania because I mm. understand this was made by, I think is I don't know his name. I'm not even going to guess because I'm not sure about it. But it was made by a fan of the game. And essentially he like made a version of Sonic CD or Sonic 1 that Sega was like, yeah, we, we want to give you a cease and desist, but we think we can make money off of you. So they hired him to make Sonic Mania. Now, is that technically a fan game? I would say yes, because, so. yeah, Sonic Mania, is, it's a great game. It would probably be way higher on this list if I had actually sat down and played it. My son has played this. He he loves it a lot. It's it's praised constantly by members of our community. So I got to say, like, Sonic Mania, it, it has to be number five, right? It has to be up there. And sold a ton of copies. 
Yeah, there you go. Sonic Mania. Congratulations. You're on the list. I mean, I'd be I'd be surprised if you somehow didn't bring up Sonic or something Sega related. To. So the quota has been filled. There you go. Look, I got to say, Keith, I'm sorry. I always say that you're the Sonic dude. It's just projecting. I'm really cheating on myself. <laughs> if you know, you know. Number four. All right. My number four uh, is actually something that I mentioned in, in one of our other uh, recent flights. And it is GoldenEye Source. So... Ooh. You, you guys all know I am I was a fan of GoldenEye back in the day. I played a lot of it. Played the, the hell out of the single-player campaign. And played a lot of multiplayer with my friends. And uh, somebody of, of like mind, who is much more industrious and probably has way more free time than me, uh, decided to take it upon themselves to create a source port of GoldenEye by essentially recreating the entire game in Valve's source engine, which of course is what powers Half-Life 2. And uh, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's actually with probably one of the best ways to play GoldenEye nowadays. Um, and from what I've been hearing of early reports of the, the, the NSO offering of GoldenEye on the Switch, I don't think that assessment has changed much. So, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's it's just a really great sort of reimagining of of uh, GoldenEye uh, for modern modern uh, PCs and whatnot. So, if you loved GoldenEye and you haven't tried this out, um, I would I would give it a shot because it's kind of like when you know I always think of uh, uh, Ocarina of Time. This is what always comes back to me because the the 3DS version of it um obviously looks much better than the original but it's one of those deals of like what that looks like is what your head thinks the game looked like you know like 20 years ago yeah. uh, until you actually look at the game from 20 years ago and you're like oh oh no oh, and no. it's it's kind of the same thing with goldeneye where you'll play like goldeneye source or 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 the the GoldenEye HD mod that's out there in the wild that I've played on stream before and look at it and be like, yeah, yeah, this is GoldenEye. I remember this. And then you go fire up an N64 and you're like, oh, my I, eyes. Life choices are bad. <laughs> the, the, the goggles, they do nothing. So uh, so anyway, yeah, GoldenEye Source, number four. Okay, my number four, if we're going to stay on Valve, as I already said, I haven't played this game, but I got to give it its props. It's Counter-Strike. It, mm. I mean, this, this, that's an easy choice, right? Like, yeah. it kind of took the world by storm, and a lot of, you know, big online presence was make was very effective in making the esports scene really mainstream and coming out of, you know, the, the little niche that it was. So I got to go with Counter-Strike. I've, again, never played it, but this is more of a props acknowledgement, especially since King of Games 2000, I yelled at Shane for advancing it over Pokemon. But you know what? Because it did advance, and I'm not I'm not going to say it, it, it should have advanced over Pokemon, but I will say I'm, I'm going to give it its props here. So there you go. There you go. Not saying any more. Counter-Strike is the number four best fan-made game. It probably should be higher if I played it and cared for first-person shooters. I'll even fully admit that. But uh, there you go. That's what I have to say about it. I still feel like I made the right choice. You can feel that way. <laughs> you can feel that way. I'm, I'm going to grab a crazy taxi and go somewhere else now. Number three. 
Uh, well, my number three is uh, Project AM2R, otherwise Ooh. known as another Metroid 2 remake. It was developed by a team under direction of one Milton Guasti. I'm probably butchering his last name, but there you go. And uh, this was a huge task. It was a very big undertaking to essentially convert what was a Game Boy only title to widescreen, full color, full HD. They had to rework a lot of stuff and not just slapping a nice coat of paint on it. They had to really sit down and actually think about like level layouts and redesign some of the levels to work better on a bigger screen. Um, because the original, of course, was developed solely with a Game Boy in mind. And uh, honestly, a lot of folks consider, even in, in like the Metroid fandom, a lot of them consider this to be one of the best Metroid games, which is not even yeah. an official Metroid game. So take that however you will. Um, it's unfortunately, it became victim of the, the good old Nintendo cease and desist. Um, they are nothing if not litigious, but there are still ways to find it. And, um, it is, it is a really great take on not only Metroid two, but just Metroid in general. And I have yet to actually play Metroid dread. I'm honestly probably not going to just based on a lot of the feedback I've heard around, but also just folks in our discord talking about it. There are a lot of things about it that make me very wary to even get involved in it because I feel like I'm not going to like it very much. But AM2R though, that, it was it was a solid effort, and I really honestly wish that Nintendo would have taken the more Sega approach to this, and rather than just striking this thing from the internet or trying to, uh, you know, recognize the amount of effort that went into this and just pulled them into the fold and been like, okay, you guys did a lot of fantastic work here. Let's make this a thing. Cause I think that would have been a really easy win for them. And so makes me wonder about their strategy sometimes, but then again, Nintendo's not always known for making the, uh, best decisions. Let's say, by the way, I gotta say, before I get my number four, Mercury steam has the best selling Castlevania and Metroid game. I'm sure their games are the highest of quality and no one has any complaints about anything that Mercury Steam has ever done for either of those two franchises. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. No. Definitely not. Mm -hmm. They're perfect. Yeah. The best ever. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. My number three is probably more sentimental, but I do think it's a great experience. It's Six Engine mm. by William Cage. And I, I say this because I love Final Fantasy VI. And I had the opportunity to play this game, and I'm very thankful I got to, uh, because it's a prequel of sorts to Final Fantasy VI, and it, it, it actually, I think, really connects faithfully to the source material. I had I had a good time with this, even though it didn't really worked well on my browser. I know, Shane, you said it worked better on your browser. You didn't have a, a lot of stutters and stuff like that. I, mm -hmm. My internet is, what well, well, was shit. Now it's actually not that bad. But regardless of the fact, this was a very, very well-made uh, fan game with respect to what it was trying to accomplish and trying to provide some backstory for a story that happened within Final Fantasy VI for the character Locke. So if you have played Final Fantasy VI and you're free listening to this and judging by our Discord, who hasn't? But Locke is a character that has... A, a background story in which his girlfriend, Rachel, becomes comatose and he tries to save her. Now, 
there's there's more in between what happens at the end of Six Engine and what happens when she becomes finally comatose. But this really explains what set Locke into motion. So if you love Final Fantasy VI, this is not official Square product. Of course, it's not not endorsed by them or recognize them in the slightest. I would imagine, but this is the this is the story told by William Cage on how the events unfolded when you get that flashback, when you go see Rachel in, in, in that town and explains kind of why Locke is the way he is. And I really think it's, it's brilliantly executed. Like it, it's, it's more than just a, a one town event. And there's a lot of, I could tell there's a lot of effort put into this and there's a lot of care put into this. And I could tell that uh, William Cage really wanted to pay respect to final fantasy six. And that's that's why I really appreciate it. I I think that you should give it a shot if you can find it on uh, the website, which is not on the top of mind right now, unfortunately. But if you can find it and you can get access to it, go look it up. It's well worth your time if you're a fan of the Final Fantasy series and the lore. Number two. All right. Well, we are we are closing in on the top of the list here, so. My number two, I actually kind of went back and forth on this one uh, as far as my number two and number one. They they shifted back and forth in spots a little bit until I finally settled on this. But uh, my number two is going to go to Black Mesa. Nice. Um, yeah, this man, the amount of work that went into this. So this, if you're not familiar, this is a fan re reimagining, complete overhaul remaster HD update everything for the original half-life in the source engine and goddamn, is it good? It is. It, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's the, the definitive way to play half-life now hmm. it is very well done. And you can tell that there's a lot of love that went into this. The folks that worked on it really, really like half-life. And, uh, there was a lot of care and attention to detail that went into not only recreating the original Half-Life experience, but I think enhancing it in the right ways without without overdoing it or without over-engineering things. Because sometimes you get these these remakes uh, or even not just not just fan you know, projects, but actual official remasters and remakes that just honestly just fuck with things too much. And it becomes like a completely different thing and maybe is not the reason that people liked it in the first place. But Black Mesa doesn't really do any of that. It's very faithful to the source material. And it really is, like I said, in my opinion, it is like the way to play Half-Life. Now, there's an argument to be made if you've never played Half-Life before that you maybe should probably experience the OG um, just to see what it's like. But for those of you such as myself who, you know, experience half-life from the beginning and are very familiar with it this is a fantastic way to get kind of a fresh take on it and experience the whole thing all over again i will say the one thing that black mesa has done that's a little bit more tinkery than you might expect is is the ending of the game but uh you know what for those of you that know about zen and how that worked out in the original, that's probably not a bad thing, because uh, the end of Half-Life kind of sucks. <laughs> but, like, 95% of the rest of the game is fucking amazing, and then they kind of drop the ball at the 10-yard line. But that's okay, because uh, Black Mesa did some work to kind of fix that up. So, just a really solid reimagining of a fantastic 
FPS. So that's why it gets my number two. Well, thank you, Shane, because now I have added two games to my wish list on Steam. So You're far welcome. by just listening to your list tonight. And see, that's how it's... I like how Valve uh, puts their fan-made games on Steam for everyone to purchase. Yeah. Right, Nintendo? <laughs> yeah. Do you hear that? Right. Nintendo? You're basically and, leaving money on the table. Yeah, I guess. And uh, I guess we're going to kind of stick with this theme that you you just went with there. And I'm going to say my number two best made fan game is Portal. Mm, I, I, I almost made this number one, but when I get to number one, I think everyone's going to understand. Portal's a fucking fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, What else do you want me to say? This it's 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 so close to being perfect it's a short game it's it's not it's it's not overly difficult it it rewards players for experimentation and it has like a really weirdly good plot and it's not overly complicated like you don't have to sit there and think and write a 500 page thesis about what the greatness of the plot of portal is it's just a really good game that goes dark places without going like to I, I I already said that. But when you when you wake up in that facility and it's just the way it builds and teaches you how to play the game is something you rarely see that well executed in modern video game mechanics. It's at Mega Man X level of teaching the player how to play without giving them a direct tutorial. Portal is just one of the best puzzle games you could ever play. And if you want to call it a first-person shooter, fine, do it. It's not. It's it's really is a puzzle game. But the way it integrates the player into that immersion, the way that it gives players its, its narrative and injects the narrative into it, and the fact that this was built by just people who just like took the the Half-Life engine and implemented it. And the fact that Valve loved it so much that they incorporated it into an official release in the orange box to push it to the masses shows how awesome Valve was. I don't know if they're still that good. I have no idea. But like, it just shows like, this is what you can do if you really put your heart into making a game on your own and basing it off of something else. I mean, Go ahead and make something on you can still make something on your own. Don't get me wrong. Like you don't have to base it off something else. But this is this is a fan-made game for like Half-Life based off that engine. And that that's that's the kind of create creativity and ingenuity that Half-Life has spurned. We we already said how many times in this episode with with Counter-Strike, Portal, uh, GoldenEye Source. Um it's just Wow, it's just it's an incredible tree that Half-Life has has created outside of its own self. So, yeah, Portal number 2 and I the, and when you hear my number 1 you'll understand. Once again, repeating myself, but I do that a lot. You'll understand why it's not number 1. So, Shane, back to you. Yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't think about it when putting together my list, but I think mine combined with yours, I'm just realizing just how influential Valve and and Half Life and the Source Engine really has been. Yeah, it's been. I mean, we're we're not even touching on a lot of other stuff like Team Fortress Two, and there's so many other things that it's just crazy. Gary's Mod was yeah. and is still huge. Yeah, there's just a ton. 
Number one. My number one, probably not going to be surprising. It is, in fact, Brutal Doom. I didn't know this fan made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this was just a fan made project that takes Doom, which is already a fucking fantastic game, and just cranks it up. And in my opinion, as much as I, and you guys know, as much as I love Doom, I I can never go back to playing just vanilla, like, base Doom after playing Brutal Doom. It just adds so much more to the experience. And the great thing about it is that it's not, much like what I was saying about Black Mesa, is that it it changes just enough to make it new and interesting and enhances the experience without altering it too much. And all of the the changes and additions that they've made are all very much still in the same vein as OG Doom. Like they do add uh, a few new weapons. You get like an assault rifle and things like that, but it doesn't unbalance the game. And the the addition of like the the death animations and the just insane levels of extra like gore and executions where like the camera will actually zoom out into third person and you see you as the space marine just like doing unique execution animations for different types of monsters and there's there's just so much stuff that they added it just it ratchets up something that was already a very visceral experience and somehow makes it even more so like the impact of the guns and like the ability to like <laughs> literally kick the heads off of enemies and just insane shit like that. Just it's, it's so good. It's, it's the perfect mod for doom and it is the only way I ever want to play doom basically for the rest of my life. Cause it's just that good. So that is why it is on my number one. I will always play doom with brutal doom installed. And if I ever go back on that, then just assume that I'm an imposter and I've actually been killed and replaced with, uh, you know, a body snatcher or something. So Sus. brutal yeah. doom number one, it's fucking amazing. All right. I, again, I did not know that brutal doom was fan made. I just thought it was an official release by id. So I, that is a testament to that game's quality. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so my number one, I started off this list with a game that Sega found the creator of a, a, a version of a game that w- was a tribute to what they made and did not issue a season's assist and instead rewarded them with official releases. And I'm going to close my list with a game that Sega did issue a season and desist letter to for whatever reason, because they never did anything with it. But I have to say, my number one fan-made game is the Streets of Rage remake. Mm. It has to be, right? If you've been listening to this show, if and if you have not been, if you're a first-time listener, thank you. Welcome. We appreciate you listening to us, and we hope you stay. But Streets of Rage 2 is my favorite game of all time. Streets of Rage remake is almost better. It takes everything that the Streets of Rage series does correctly in all three games and just seamlessly execute it. If you play it 
and you've played Streets of Rage games, you would think this was designed by the the people who actually made the Streets of Rage games. It it plays no differently, and this is on a PC, and it's 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 flawless. Now there are some things that that do separate it from the rest of the Streets of Rage series, like the the way that the game can end isn't necessarily the best because it has branching paths that you can choose and you can choose different starting points and where you need to go where you want to go and stuff like that what levels you want to play and it doesn't always necessarily result in like an ending that's satisfying but the amount of content that's in here in terms of the characters you can select to play the original characters the copied characters the fact that you can select all like 100% customizable in, in, in terms of how you want to play this game from the three different play styles from Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. This is like the ultimate beat-em-up experience. And it is so good. I recommend, I don't care if Sega hates me for saying this, find this game, download it, and enjoy it, and fuck them. Because <laughs> they should have made money off of this. And they they should have put money into this to really make it like a Streets of Rage 4 or some Streets of Rage crossover because it it is that good. And it it's premier level, top tier levels of beat em up, dumb, fun action. Just go out there, find it if you like yourself, some Streets of Rage like I do. And, oh, and they remade the music. They, they remixed the music. And Yuzo Koshiro, I love you, dude. Your music's fantastic. But they improved it and they made it better. It's it's such a good game. Go find it, go download it and enjoy it. Be a pirate, yar, seven seas, enjoy. Fuck you, Sega. This game's fantastic. You need to go find them, give them a job and put this on consoles immediately. That's all I got, dude. I think it's time to roll this out. I think so. Yeah. Um also, one last quick note if anybody's interested in uh actually going and trying out Brutal Doom. One additional thing that I would also add to that, it's not in included in that package, so you have to get it separately. Also highly recommend grabbing the Doom Metal uh, mod. It replaces all of the original uh, soundtrack with recreations of, a, of an actual like band playing the songs, like a metal band playing the songs, and it's really good. So yeah. that's... That is that is your ultimate doom experience. There you go, brutal doom with doom metal, and uh, you can't go wrong. But at any rate, I could sit here and talk about that forever. So, uh, those are our top five fan made games, and so we hope you uh, enjoyed our lists. We always have a good time talking about stuff that we like. Um, you know, it, I mean, it's it's enjoyable to shit on things. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm you know as cynical as the next person, but. It's a, it's it's fun to talk about stuff you like. So this was this was a good one. I liked this one. And uh, you know, as Chris mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you would like to take an active part in deciding, be, being the decider of uh, what we talk about here on these be flight the episodes, great then, strategy. Uh, that's right. Use maximum strategy and head over to Linktree slash Retro Hangover and uh, check out the Patreon. And you too can be a decider. And so, uh, you know what? Contrary to what we usually do, I think I'm going to keep this somewhat succinct. So that link tree, the, the, the link tree slash retro hangover, that's where you want to go. All our stuff's there. Become a patron. Check out King of Games 92. It's really sweet. 
and also all the other stuff we got. There's a free trial, so you can check that out too. No, no, no commitment. Just, just free stuff for 14 days. See if you like it, and then uh, join the rest of us uh, over on the Patreon. So there you go. Uh, and Chris, anything else that you would like to tell the the fine people before before we go? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Retro Hangover. Go there Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time for some fun times. There you go. Call me. <laughs> and if you happen to miss that, then it's also on our YouTube channel. So, you know, we, we got you covered. We're, we're, we are, we're everywhere. So we're there. That's right. Where is he? Six, six, All right. I got that twice got now. That's good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, until next time. Play with your, it almost looks like it's real joysticks.